ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Tuesday, January 24th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program this hour. Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from Tony Kemper looking ahead this week to Marshall and ULM on the road. But we're going to recap Marshall's victory on Saturday against Southern Miss. Had a chance to catch up with the head coach of the women's team earlier this morning, the Cam Henderson Center. Um, Not going to hear it today, but I've already got him on record for his prediction between the Bengals and the Chiefs. So that's coming up later this week. But today we're going to hear also from freshman Meredith Mayer about her performance on Saturday as well. So that's coming up. We'll get your text in, as I mentioned. We're also going to hear today from the play-by-play voice of ULM, Mike Hammett. And uh, Hammett, my apologies, Mike Hammett, the voice of the Warhawks, is going to join us. We'll talk about Marshall and ULM. That is coming up here in the next few minutes. And, of course, as we always do, we'll get your phone calls and text in. The text line today, we're going to do that, 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. So we'll get your text here in the next few minutes. See where you're at. There's a lot going on today as far as transfer portal. Uh, first of all, it didn't happen with much fanfare. But Mark Gale, who's been with Marshall and some capacity or another, especially with the football team, he is retired Retired yesterday, and no fanfare whatsoever, just riding off into the sunset. And he had a career that spanned 39 years, including 33 at Marshall University. So, first of all, we just want to say uh, congratulations and hopefully you enjoy your retirement to Mark Gale, who has been an integral part of the Marshall football program, the operations for many years. And that's an amazing run. 33 years, 39 career, 39 years in the career, 33 years at Marshall. That's an amazing run. And again, this was no fanfare whatsoever, no press release, nothing like that. He's just, I'm done. I'm going to ride off into the sunset. And so he did. As far as transfer portal is concerned, the pipeline continues. There, there's this Marshall to Tulane thing. There's this Marshall to Tulane thing here. And yeah, I don't know if how big it was prior to Marshall's former, now former SID, Jason Courier, leaving Marshall to Tulane. And then now, you know, last week you got Marshall's defensive coordinator, now former defensive coordinator, Lance Gidry, making the trek back to familiar territory and being the defensive coordinator at Tulane. And then Andre Sam entered the transfer portal, and now he is going to be back reunited with Lance Gidry. So another name that entered the transfer portal, finding its way to a new spot with familiar faces, and this time it's Andre Sam joining former Marshall defensive coordinator Lance Gidry now at Tulane. So there's this this pipeline going on here. I don't know how many more we're going to see, but 
it's not hard to imagine if you put yourself in the transfer portal and there's a familiar face somewhere else, you're probably going to have a good shot of getting back into uh, into a program quicker than others because somebody knows you and can vouch for you. And then we didn't get a chance to really touch on this. Former Marshall wide receiver Corey Gamage making the commitment to Memphis. He's going to be back with former Marshall offensive coordinator Tim Cramsey. So a few changes here or there in perspective, and all of a sudden you're back with some familiar faces. So, again, the transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh away. I thought that was interesting, especially, uh, you know, seeing uh, Sam go to uh, Tulane because you're going to see, I think, more and more when coaches move around and players are going to move around and players are going to gravitate towards former coaches. I can imagine what would happen, say, if tomorrow another job came open. It was um, an opportunity that, say, Charles Huff could not pass up. One of those jobs that, you know, as much as you like it at Marshall, you got to take that job because that's a, that's a next-level job. I, I don't know what that job would be, but just for speculation, how many players would find their way with him? It's not like you're just going to take the whole team with you, but how many players would stay, how many players would go, and how many players would end up with their former coach. You're going to see that a lot as the transfer portal makes life a little bit more fluid for players and for coaches constantly needing to keep an eye on the transfer portal. So those are the two big names that we didn't get a chance to really get into. But uh, again, I wanted to touch on just for a moment, making sure that we acknowledge the fact that uh, Mark Gale, who has been with Marshall forever, forever, just with no fanfare, no pomp and circumstances, quietly retires. And only because a couple other people on social media, including his wife, mentioned something about it, which you might have you might have missed that. So again, congratulations to him. Hope he enjoys retirement, well deserved. And yeah, that's that's one way to go. Sometimes you just want to you want to put your time in. When it's over, you just want to clock out right off into the sunset, and I think that's what uh, Coach Gale has done here. So uh, congratulations to him, and hopefully many more years to come for him and whatever he finds next to do. Hopefully he doesn't get bored. That's the one thing. You know, I want to I want to retire, but I don't want to be bored. Want to see the world, maybe you know, travel, do things you can't do, you know, working a, a nine to five job or the daily grind. So that's the fear. Don't want to get bored. You want to find something to do. Text line is open three zero four three nine six talk three zero four three nine six eight two five five. That's the text line to be a part of today's edition of the drive. When we continue. We're going to talk about Marshall's upcoming match with ULM. It's Thursday night, 7 o'clock at the Cam Henderson Center. And we'll have it here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, Mike Hammett he is the voice of the Warhawks. He's joining us next to talk about the matchup when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, January 24th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Text line is open this hour. We will start getting your feedback in. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Still to come, we're going to hear from Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper, but we first turn our attention to the men coming up on Thursday. It's another one of those first-time conference matchups. This time, Marshall will play host to ULM. That's Thursday night, 7 o'clock, the game right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, also on 93.7 The Dog. And to tell us a little bit more about ULM, we've got Mike Hammett. He is the voice of the Warhawks. He's with us now on the program. Mike, thanks for doing this. Uh, as we were talking off the air, it's always fun for me to get to know new people as Still trying to learn the Sun Belt and uh, a lot of new faces coming in. And uh, here we are, Marshall and ULM going at it for the first time as conference foes. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy because ULM being out here in the western part of the Sun Belt, we have not, outside of Southern Miss, seen a lot of the new folks in the Sun Belt regardless of what sport it is. So, uh, you know, we this is, the uh, I think, the first meeting with Marshall outside of, I think, soccer met this fall. And, of course, Football played Marshall all the way back, you know, a 1987 national championship game that ULM, then north, known as Northeast Louisiana, won out in Pocatello, Idaho. So there's not a lot of history between these programs, and uh, looking forward to starting to build something here Thursday night up in Huntington. We, we, we don't talk about that 87 game. We don't talk about that here. <laughs> I mean, you might want to. We don't, we don't talk about that. I was uh, – where was I in 87? I was still a, a young lad in, uh, let's see, I started Marshall in 89. So I was a high schooler, a young lad in 87. Uh, almost have fought, forgotten about that and blocked it out from my memory until right now, Mike. So thank you. <laughs> You're a, welcome. Anything I can do. <laughs> that was a fun game. You know, that might get herd fans riled up just a little bit more once uh, once that happens, once the football gets going again and, and that comes to the fruition that these two teams are back on the field. I think that that might get some herd fans motivated because uh, those were some great times uh, back in the one double a days for both programs. Absolutely. Yeah. The, both programs, a lot of success back then. And Marshall's had a lot more success since the move up to one a than you and FBS than ULM has, but uh, you know, Hey, we're all part of the Sun Belt rising up here and, and hopefully ULM's program continues to grow moving forward there on the gridiron too. What's been the impression of Sunbelt basketball this year with the new additions? You alluded to, you know, ULM hasn't really had that many encounters with the newcomers, but do you feel like the football side of things already had its identity and it's growing and it's getting a lot better, even better than maybe some think it, it is right now? It's probably right there almost with the American. Maybe some say it's better than the American, but – as far as a basketball league, what have you seen so far that maybe makes you think that this league's on the rise? I think it's certainly getting better and more competitive across the board. I, you just have to look at the conference standings this year just to see the parity in the league, which I mean, it can be good and bad, you know, but I think it's so much fun to see teams that are competing in this conference that maybe you didn't think so much, and especially ULM being one of those six, you know, 14th by. The coaches last in the league, and uh, a lot of publications had ULM down there, and, and here they are, a game out of first place coming into this game on Thursday night. And really, this league is just, I think, the, the talent has been going up over the last few years. I think you're seeing 
this year to bring Marshall in as uh, what Coach D'Antoni's been building there and, and the special team that he has right now. I mean, it's been an awfully impressive group to research since I've been really diving in more so since Saturday and, and to today. Just really, really impressive team he's put together. And then we know what Coach Byington's done before at Georgia Southern, and now he's at James Madison and has them in a really good spot. And throw in the remarkable turnaround Southern Miss has had this year. And, uh, you know, you just got a, a group of programs there at the top of the conference that, uh, you know, and I can't forget about that school down the road that, uh, you know, introduction here to ULM, we don't call them by the name they like to be called. That's a big uh, point of dispute here in the state of Louisiana. So we just call them the Cajuns down in Lafayette. So, uh, you know, those, those four programs really kind of lead the way. And, I think I've been impressed just by how the rest of the league has been able to keep up with those programs so far this year, be competitive, hand them some losses. And I think it's going to be very interesting to close this season out. And I think it's just going to go to show, too, I think Marshall's got a great shot. If they keep winning, possibly be in the at-large conversation, which would be huge for the Sun Belt to get multiple bids. That's the next step for this league is get a multiple bid one year and turn it into multiple years. So uh, we'll see how it goes. We've seen the Sun Belt have some low seeds in the last couple of NCAA tournaments, but that's in large part due to kind of the parity that I talked about. The bad part of it being you have a lower seed in the conference tournament come through and win the whole thing, and that's why you've seen a couple 16 seeds out of the Sun Belt lately with Georgia State last year and App State a couple of years ago. Uh, that's not the norm. That's not where they want to be, but that's also the danger of having the parity that we have here in the Sun Belt Conference. My guest, he calls all the action for the fans back home for ULM. He's Mike Hammett. Before we continue, just so I can make proper notes here, we're calling the other school just Lafayette, right? That what we call them from now on, just Lafayette? From the athletic department, yeah, from the, from the athletic department side of things. I work as an SID, too, here, and so we just leave it as the Ragin' Cajuns on our website. We don't, they don't like being called UL Lafayette or ULL or any of that stuff, and so that's our way of trying to play nice. We don't call our state names. <laughs> we, we just call them. We just call them the Raging Cajuns, and you'll have a lot of folks here at, uh, at ULM still that well, they're not afraid. They'll call them ULL or UL Lafayette. So, you know what? As long as we get called ULM, I don't care what you call those guys. We're trying to do the UAB UCLA thing. Just we just want to be ULM. Okay. So, if you call us that, I'm happy. <laughs> All right, I just want to make sure, because that's what I've been going with most of the time when I remember properly. ULM. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want any I don't want any fans that might stumble upon me to be mad. So ULM it is. And <laughs> you know, when I'm trying to play up to your, your fan base, it's the Raging Cajuns on the other side. I'll I'll make that's note right, of that. That's right, yes. <laughs> I I try to play up to everybody's fan base when I have someone uh, on. I had someone on from uh Arkansas State the other day. So, you know, just trying to make sure I'm doing all my due diligence since the the west side of this conference is still very new to Marshall fans, and it's been fascinating mm-hmm. so far, as you mentioned, just to see so much parity and so much competition with three teams, uh, six and two. There are three teams that are five and three, ULM one of them. What has ULM been able to do in conference to maybe turn around – an okay non-conference side. I mean, it, it really it was a difficult non-conference in that uh, ULM entered the season with a, a guy named Nika Betzklarishavili, which is a fun name for a lot of broadcasters to say. Some like to avoid it. I love to say it. 
Uh, Nika came into this season as a third team preseason All Sun Belt selection, a sixth man a year ago that uh, really did a nice job averaging double figures off the bench, could play inside and out. And then he suffered a knee injury right before the start of the season, tried to play through it, played five games, and then just uh, had to call it off and had surgery, and he's out for the year. And they had set up everything since they started meeting back in August to go through him offensively. And it took a good six weeks there from the, his injury right before Thanksgiving where he finally called it off and said, I, I can't do it anymore, can't play through it anymore. It took them the rest of non-conference play to figure out how are we going to do this without Nika. And uh, really, once conference play hit, the difference has been Coach Keith Richard, who, by the way, spent three years at Marshall as an assistant in the late 80s. Uh, he comes in and makes the one switch. He pulls Savion Gallion out of the starting lineup at that three-guard position, puts Langston Powell, who's a fifth-year senior, a local kid here from the Monroe area, puts him in just because he's very much a calmer player on the floor within himself. He doesn't turn the ball over. And that one move has made all the difference in the world. This team goes from going four and nine in the non-conference and three of those wins were against non-division one team to now being five and three in the Sun Belt. And we're one of the teams tied with Marshall atop the top of the league uh, going into play Saturday before uh, Troy just uh, you know hit a bunch of threes. They they take a lot of threes. They don't normally hit a bunch. Well, they hit a bunch Saturday against ULM, and uh, got that game uh, taken away pretty quickly. It was uh, you know I think this the difference for this team is they're not turning the ball over like they were early in the season. They are rebounding pretty well on the offensive end, not so much on the defensive end, but they have just done a nice job of making sure. And go back and look at the box scores in the non-conference. Opponents were taking 15 to 20 more shots than ULM was in a game, and now it's pretty even. And so now we've seen the wins start to come back for the Warhawks. And uh, you know, Coach Richard's been at this a long time. It's his 39th season at coaching in college basketball. His uh, he's been here at ULM since uh, this is his 13th season here at ULM, and uh, you know he's he's been a head coach for 22 years. He knows what he's doing, and so. Uh, he managed to make that one change, and that's made all the difference, make this club competitive and give them a chance to fight for one of the upper seats coming up here in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. And I think it's fair to mention 150th win as the head coach of the Warhawks and then 300th overall, so he seems mm-hmm. to know what he's doing. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that's been around for quite a while, and the, the odd thing is, you know, he has – like I said, 39 years in college coaching for him. He has only spent three years outside of the state of Louisiana, and they were in Huntington, West Virginia with uh, with Marshall from 86 to 89. So otherwise, he spent his time here. He's a ULM alum, uh, played here, GA here, assistant coach here, uh, went to Louisiana Tech for a while as an assistant, was the head coach just a half hour down the road at Tech for, uh, you know, what was it, nine years there, and now – 13 years here at ULM with a pit stop at LSU in between Tech and ULM. So, uh, yeah, only three years out of 39 outside of the state and out of all the places, uh, I think he's excited to come see Huntington and come see Marshall again. And I was still in high school. Again, Yeah, I was in high school when he was here. <laughs> just, to, just to age me a little bit. Uh, does he know how to get back here? I mean, is, or does someone have to give him directions? <laughs> does he remember? 
I think I think he uh, I think he knows his way around pretty well anyway. So uh, it's going to be a nice, easy flight in, so we don't have to worry <laughs> about that as long as the planes know where we're going, you know. But uh, he's, uh, you know, I think he's pretty excited just hearing him talk, hearing his son, who's our director of operations, talk. I think I think the whole family. I know his son's excited. He's talking about getting a rental car when we're there, so they can drive around and they can see, you know, what's changed, what hasn't changed in Huntington since he's been there. But he just wants to hear the stories, and I think it'd be pretty good to hear them too. What has he said? Uh, his, I, so I take the impressions are always been uh, are good. Just hearing you talk about it, but is there anything specific he's maybe re- recounted or, or that he's looking forward to most other than coming in and winning? Obviously, I don't know that he's really talked a lot about it yet. He's just been, you know, locked in on trying to uh, just have his team ready to go, and uh, he's he hasn't taken a moment really to step back and think about it. But you know, that's the thing too is. I, you know, just speaking from my own experience, I'm not nearly as old as, as coaches or, or anything like that, but just, you know, you get further and further removed from something. You only remember the good things. You don't remember a lot of the bad things. And and I don't know if there were many bad things for coach and Huntington, but, uh, you know, I think he's just excited to kind of get back and reminisce and, and see, uh, just see what's there still. And uh, I'm sure he's excited, ready to go Thursday night and show his team a different part of the country that, that he got to spend a few years in. I can tell him this, other than some new paint, the Henderson Center has not changed. So when he was here, <laughs> that, the court, the court's new seating is permanent now. So I, I know that the seating was not permanent when he was here. I can tell you that. So mm. the seating has changed. The courts changed paint job, same arena. Nothing's much changed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he'll have fun though, and I, I'm excited for it uh, to get back up there. I've been to Huntington once about 12 years ago. My brother actually has a master's degree from Marshall, so I uh, helped move him out there when he started school. So I'm excited to get to Huntington too, and, and kind of take a look around as well. See, there's always seven degrees here. At least you, everyone right. knows someone here in Huntington. <laughs> Mike Hammett's joining us, the voice of the Warhawks, taking on ULM Marshall Will on Thursday, seven o'clock, from the Henderson Center, and. Uh, this one's a, I think this one's a fun one for me as well because uh, of the fact that there's not much separation between a lot of these teams in the Sun Belt. And the fun thing it has been every night you better come um, and play. It's you know We saw that with Texas State, with Marshall. We saw that with Arkansas State. You better come and play. And it seems like that's the same way when opponents take on ULM. Ignore the non-conference schedule record. Uh, this is a team that more than likely could be a contender for the championship here, and that's the fun thing about this conference so far. This is going to be interesting Thursday night too, just because, like you said, you got to be ready to play. It's it's a clash of styles too. I know Marshall likes to get up and down the floor and put a bunch of points on the board. And when ULM's had their success. You know, I've been studying Ken Palm a little more this year and, and looking at some of that stuff. And a lot of ULM success has come in lower possession ball games. So if this is played Marshall style, I think it's it's going to go the herd's way Thursday night. But you know, you never know in the Sun Belt. You never know. You can think something is going to be definite. This is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to go down, and then it goes the complete opposite way. So uh, that's why they call it the Fun Belt. That's why, <laughs> why we're going to see what happens Thursday night but you know I'm I'm extremely impressed with Marshall's team I can't wait to see this bunch Thursday night and see how ULM matches up because 
If you're going to go win a league title, you've got to be able to handle a team like Marshall, a team like the Cajuns, somebody like Southern Miss, and we'll see how the Warhawks measure up with Marshall Thursday night. Is this a team that can put up points if need be? I know in conference is what sixty-five, you know, give or take uh, in conference matchups, you know, giving up sixty-six. So low-scoring games compared to what Marshall's been in. We've seen the last few games that teams have been able to put more points on Marshall. Is this a team that could make a run like that if need be? Maybe jack the pace up a little bit. They they have wanted to do that. We have, you know, there's guys that, that like to do that on this team. Uh, you know, Jamari Blackman's a guy that took uh, put up some big numbers this year uh, as the point guard for this bunch. He's had a couple twenty point games and. Uh, you've had uh, Tyreek LaCour, who played at South Alabama a couple of years ago, that he's now uh, kind of settling into his role at ULM, and he's a guy that he'll take a lot of wild shots, a lot of uh, shots he probably shouldn't take, but sometimes he makes them. So uh, he, he can at least be an entertaining player, and when he gets rolling, he can be tough to stop. And, uh, you know, that's what it comes down to is between those two and throw Langston Powell in as the third guard, if they don't turn it over, ULM is a dangerous team on the offensive side, but they're not consistently there. When they're at their best, they have been dialed in defensively, and that's going to be tough to do against Marshall. With all the shooters they have, all the, all the weapons they have, that's awfully, awfully difficult to do. But they're up for the task. They're up for the challenge. It's a team that's playing with some confidence right now. And I think the other thing, too, that fans will see Thursday night, we're going to see two teams that, uh, well, it's going to be an easy night on whoever's running the, the scorer's table buzzer for the sub because I know Coach D'Antoni doesn't sub a lot and Coach Richard doesn't sub a lot. Both teams play only about seven guys. So uh, there's not going to be a lot of substitutions going on. It's going to be a uh, you know, pretty easy game as far as keeping track of who's in and doing what. So, uh, you know, two teams with short benches getting up and down the floor, and we'll see if the Warhawks are able to either slow it down or keep pace with what Marshall's doing. I'll tell you the matchup I'm also looking forward to seeing. We've seen Micah Han logged in. He's been excellent defensively. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the roster and Victor Bafuda, if I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. he's right yeah. there with him. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting matchup to see those two on the court because a lot of shots don't get past them once they're on. And you know, it seems mm-hmm. that Victor is uh, one of those that, if you get in his way, he's just going to throw it out. <laughs> Victor has been the surprise of this team uh, because he came over from Mercer where he played in 80 games in four seasons and he was stuck behind a couple of all conference guys. And now uh, he gets a couple of civil engineering degrees at Mercer transfers over to ULM and now working on an MBA at ULM. And he was expected to be the backup here as well. Warhawks had gotten a guy by the name of AD Dijoux to transfer in from UAB and uh, AD was stuck on the bench behind some some guys last year at UAB, but he hurt his ACL back in February, then re-injured the ACL again in October, so he has not played at all for the Warhawks, and they needed somebody inside, and they turned to Victor after Nika Metzglarishavili's injury, and, you know, he's a guy that averaged, you know, two to three points a game at Mercer and, and just some limited minutes, and here he is averaging over eight a game and, and about six and a half rebounds, and then up toward the top of the league. I mean, it's about been about the same three guys at the top of the league all season. You throw, uh, I believe, Kevin Samuel from South Alabama in there. So uh, he's been so impressive 
just to see his growth, just to see his confidence build throughout the season. And, you know, he's a great kid, too. I mean, like I said, the two degrees in civil engineering, and he's a guy that, you know, we're sitting on the bus going from Statesboro, Georgia, to Troy, Alabama last Friday, and guys have their earbuds in and kick back, relaxing. I look back, and there's Victor with a book open reading something on the bus. So he's just always studying and always uh, on top of things. And without him, I don't know where this group would be right now. He's he's had such a, a great season anchoring the post the Warhawks are very thin inside only the two post players between Thomas Howell and Victor Baputo but he has done a nice job stepping up and leading the way and getting his most playing time of his collegiate career by far this season here in Monroe my guest is Mike Hammett he is the voice of the Warhawks or you can call them ULM do not call them anything else Let's uh, and if we want to get on their good side, remind remind people again. It's raging Cajuns is how we refer just, to that other just school. the Cajuns, just the just and, the and Cajuns. We'll even accept if you if you want to call them ULL or UL Lafayette to us, that's fine too. If they don't like that, but we're okay with that. Okay, so. <laughs> well, whatever they don't like is what we're good with. There you go. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's the same thing with Appalachian State or App State. Right. Yeah. It's you know it's happy right. to a few a few people who remember those days and the Southern Conference, and you're going to meet some mm. of those folks, I believe, on um, on Thursday, the old-timers on the yeah. scorer's table. So, yeah, you'll uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll, uh, you'll get to hear all the stories. And the fun thing here is that uh, the women are on the road taking on ULM coming up on Thursday as well, so that should be a fun one for both of these two. Yeah, we get to that mirror schedule, which is something the Sun Belt did a few years ago, actually helped me get a job down here initially doing women's basketball because they needed another broadcaster. So uh, now I've changed over to be the voice of the Warhawks and, and handling the men's broadcast instead of the women's. But uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of, kind of odd the way the schedule has been set up this year to have the same two teams playing each other in men's and women's basketball that night. But that'll be interesting come Thursday night. And that's old hat to Marshall because that's how conference USA did it with the mirror schedule mm-hmm. and the travel partners. So you know, wherever Western Kentucky was will be the next opponent for Marshall. And, of course, if the men were at home against uh, an opponent, the women are on the road against that opponent. So do you like the way that the Sun Belt handles the schedule, since I'm sure it might still change here in the near years to come to maybe try to figure out how to do it best with all these new teams? Yeah, I think that's – I haven't heard that for sure, but just me looking at the schedule – uh, something's going to have to change because it's it's wild to have, uh, you know, ULM schedule didn't work out too bad as far as, a, you know, crazy weekends. We had our week side opponent and a West side opponent this last weekend with Georgia Southern and Troy. Well, they're only five hours apart from each other. So we were able to, bus. we flew out to Georgia Southern and then ended up busing all the way home because Troy is just inside our range to bus anyway. So, uh, we were able to do that, and that, that's not that bad. But I've heard others, I've seen others that uh, Georgia Southern's women, for example, played at, at JMU last Thursday and then played here in Monroe on Saturday. And that's just insane to try to do that kind of travel with one day in between games. So I think something's going to change. I think the biggest thing would be not to be married to playing on Thursday, play other days of the week, just to allow more time for travel and allow teams to recuperate so you're not playing the wild swings like that. But they'll figure it out. That's why they pay them way more money than I get paid. So they'll get it straightened out, I'm sure, here over the next year or so. 
You're paid as a broadcaster and an SID, so basically, yeah, you're not paid very well. I know. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> but I get at least it. It's two I get, jobs together, yeah. Right. I get it. I completely get it. I understand that 100% uh, how, how that goes. Mike Hammett's joining us. He is the voice of the Warhawks. He's coming into the Henderson Center on Thursday. Looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, I can't wait to meet you in person, and uh, this should be a fun one. And I hope we get a great, great game for the fans on Thursday. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. That is Mike Hammett. He is the voice of the Warhawks. And again, it's Warhawks or ULM, and we call the other school the Cajuns. This Just remember that. Quick timeout. We come back. We'll hear from Tony Kemper, Marshall women's basketball coach. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I had a chance to head over to the Henderson Center earlier this morning to catch up with Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper. The Thundering Herd get a hard-fought victory over Southern Miss at the time, one of the top teams in the Sun Belt, they were a co-leader at the time. Marshall gets that victory 53-52. to And one of the standout performances, uh, you got a, a great effort from freshman Meredith Mayer. She is coming off an 11-point career high performance and had a chance to talk to her earlier today about that game. And when talking to her, it was evident about why she thinks they were successful primarily they were hungry to win um I'd say we were definitely hungry to win so that was a big factor um I think the way my teammates got me the ball they got me in the right position and they knew that I could score from that level um so I think they had confidence in me which gave me confidence in myself um and then I would say um just like I've been practicing a lot on my shot just because I I've not been shooting as well as I'd like to so I think me knowing that I can make these and just having more confidence in myself has kind of helped us get that win just from me hitting those threes and the win itself, not only was it a, a much-needed win, and you'll hear Tony Kemper talk about that here in a moment, but when talking to Mayer, she acknowledges that it was a big win. They needed that win, but beating Southern Miss, one of the co-leaders top the standings in the Sun Belt, it definitely is not lost on her. It was a big win. It was definitely big just because of our um, our record before um, so I think um, getting that like I said getting that one under our belt I think that kind of just gave us more confidence because I think we already knew that um, we could play with anybody in this league but the our like our, like you said their win um, lose streak wasn't really showing it and I think after getting that win under our belt it just gives us um, more confidence because we know we can play with anybody in this league and then when I had a chance to talk to Tony Kemper talking to him about that game he, he said it was a much needed win he pointed that out he understood that hey you know this is a game that we need a win. It was much needed. And he talked about getting that victory against a Southern Miss team, which has a really good defense. You know, that's a good defensive team, so it doesn't surprise me that we. it was hard for us to score throughout the, throughout the day. If you look at what they've done throughout the year, um, it's been hard for anybody to score on them. Um, but, you know, I, don't, I, I, I did think as the game played out, I was like, we typically go on a pretty good run at some point in every game we've played. And, uh, you know, we did that again out of the start of the fourth quarter. And, uh, and then we 
held on for dear life down the down the stretch. Got just enough offense. Just enough offense to get the victory, and of course the Thundering Herd winning by one, and Coach talked a little bit more in depth about how that game played out with Southern Miss. You know, it was an interesting game just from uh, down at the end there, the way it played out. There was no free throws. There was no anything. So it was, I think we scored on, we only had the ball twice. We scored the one, called a timeout with a minute to go. They had a long possession that ended in a three. We had a long possession that ended up, you know, the the – turnover that we got back so it's just kind of um we did play you know decent offense down the stretch we only had two possessions we scored one of the two so um that's it's usually pretty hard at the end to score and we got just enough done to to feel good about it so just enough done it's a victory 53 52 and then coach was asked about how big that win was and as he said earlier it was a much needed win yeah, when he was uh, giving his opening statement and talking to us about it, how you know they needed to get that victory, but he put the win in perspective when he was asked about how big that win was. The game, the win was important, and that one's over. So now it's a one-game series again where we've got to be good about – I mean, we didn't figure it all out by winning on Saturday. We've got to reset and then understand that Thursday in Monroe is going to be difficult. Um, and we just go one at a time. So important in that moment on Saturday to find a way to win. Hopefully we're a little clearer headed. Um, hopefully we're a little bit more understanding of what we can do. Um, and then we work towards what does Monroe do well? What are we trying to get done? And then we go do it well. Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. Final segment coming up. Your texts are welcome. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment. Today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Paul Swan. And if you want to keep up with everything that we do here, the best place to start is with our website. You can go to wrvc.com, then you can download our app, and you can listen to the show when you are not near your radio. We stream it daily, and of course, we've got the podcast as well. And so if you've got our app, and again, you can get it by going to our website, wrvc.com, we've got the link that goes to either your iOS device or your Android device. And you can listen to the show. You can get the podcast all within that app. Uh, you can do something called shout-outs now. And that means you can send me like a, a shout-out, and I'll get it. And we can play them back on the show. So sometimes if you follow me on Twitter, I might set up times where I'm going to take your shout-outs on a particular topic, and then we'll play them back. So uh, you got to have the app to do it, though. You know how you got to have the, the herd app to you can do the herd lights when you go to the Henderson Center? You got to have our app to do the fun things. And so you can start at wrvc.com, do the search there, and you will find our streaming app. And you also can follow me on Twitter at Paul Swan. That's where I'm going to be at for a lot of things. And again, that is Paul Swan on Twitter. And that's where I've got links to everything you could possibly want, including links to the podcast on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. So we've got you covered. You can do it on the app. You can also do it in your favorite podcast app as well. So I appreciate all of you tuning in and downloading the show and being a part of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
and AM 930 as we've got a full week of herd. Starting with Thursday, you got the mirror schedule. We haven't had that in a while. So we got the mirror schedule with Marshall and ULM, the men here in Huntington, the women on the road against ULM. And hopefully it's going to be a successful road trip for Tony Kemper and his squad. And then the Marshall University tennis team is going to begin its dual season on the road. It will make the trip to Lexington, Kentucky to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. That's going to be Wednesday afternoon. Uh, the Thundering Herd will uh, face off against, a, uh, I think, a, a really good Wildcats team. Uh, they are 3-1. and one. They lost to Illinois on Sunday 4-3, so pretty good. And we'll get John Mercer, head coach of the tennis team, back on here in the near future. Hopefully, it's going to be a Marshall victory against Kentucky. So that's going to get things started for tennis in earnest. And there's a lot of things actually going on. If you look around, there's some things that are, are happening. Of course, you know, we we got to start talking about track and field more because now you've got the addition of men's track and field Track and field is becoming more prominent again because you've got both men and women, and it feels like there's a renewed sense of energy and effort put into track. And not just here's the men's program, but I think the women are going to benefit more and more for this as well because, you know, we've got a renewed interest in track and field. And, of course, I think the men's program being back is great. I think we can talk about how that's going to benefit football and other sports a lot, but I think we all realize and know that that's going to help immensely because of the fact that we've got an outlet now for some of these athletes that want to run track and field. So I'm still waiting to see if we can get the, we can get Tavion Kenzie to do the high jump. I'm still waiting to see if we got word on that. See if we can get him into that uh, here soon. But uh, the Thundering Herd back at home on Thursday. That means uh, we go on the air. We'll be at the Cam Henderson Center. I'm going to be there 5 to 6 to do my thing, my show. And then uh, we will have the pregame that we do from 6 to 6.30. And that's all coming up on Thursday. Looking forward to it. And... It should be fun. These will be the last few home games you get for the Thundering Herd. This will be one of four remaining Herd games at home at the Henderson Center. So you better take advantage of it. And that's going to do it for this edition of the show. I want to thank my guest, Mike Hammett. He is the voice of the Warhawks. He has uh, a fun task ahead of him calling this Marshall ULM game on Thursday. And, uh, a lot of connections between Marshall and ULM, so looking forward to uh, exploring them further as we get set for our pregame coverage on Thursday. That's going to do it. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show, you can download it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Back again tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.